Hello, welcome to another edition of Talking Sports and Fitness with Zeke. I'm Zeke, sometimes known as Mike Zielinski. Just a quick reminder, please like us on Facebook and subscribe to the People Chronicles channel on YouTube. My guest, once again, is Marshall Kaufman. Uh, Marshall is a longtime boxing trainer, uh, King's Gym, uh, and we'll get into why you formed that in a minute. You're also a big-time fight promoter, one of the busiest fight promoters in the world. Uh, in your spare time, you run a, an upholstery and, and carpet cleaning <laughs> business. Uh, you never sleep. Uh, you've trained a lot of great guys, including your son, Travis, who we'll mm -hmm. talk about, and Kermit Citron, who got a title shot, and you, I know you work with Bernard Hopkins. Hasim Rockman. Yeah, he was a very good heavyweight, uh, and you, you've developed a lot of guys, and you still uh, do local promotions. Tell us a little bit about King's Gym and what's the acronym stand for? Acronym stands for Kids in Need of Guidance. And so uh, years ago, back in 95, I, I had the vision and desire to find a way to get inner city kids off the streets. And uh, a friend of mine who I was very much in touch with, with at the church, we used to meet often and you know, we thought of uh, the name King's Gym, which uh, under the one and only King, Jesus Christ. And so we took and uh, had, uh, I came up with the name and, and it was all about getting kids off the streets and providing uh, some type of structure for them to uh, have an outlet. When I came up, I didn't have that, that outlet uh, I didn't, I, you know, I got caught up and, and got in trouble as a young kid, and so I wanted to be able to provide something for other young kids that they didn't have to go down the same road I did. Uh, and as years went on, I, got, I came to learn that, you know, I'm only giving them two hours a day of my life, right? Uh, where they have 22 hours with their parents or whoever else. So there's only so much you can do, but uh, I love it. I, I love being able to reach out and touch others, and. and and be an impact in their life. And so that's how King's Gym came about. And then one thing led to another and I ended up uh, taking in, uh, getting a couple of local boxers that came to the gym that were professional, Bobby Heath, uh, mm -hmm. names like that. And so I took over their career and started promoting boxing. And I was doing some small shows, lost a lot of money, uh, taking my upholstery business and helping that fund the promotions that I would do to help build up my fighters. And I think you've got a partner for a while too, because I know it was tough financially. Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. Is yeah. Jeff still involved with you. I had Jeff Negrelli, Negrelli helping yeah. me out yeah. uh, for a short time, but you know partnerships are tough, and and Jeff uh, didn't uh, stay in it as well. You know, Jeff's still around. He helps out with Travis actually, uh, but as far as the, as far as the promotional goes, uh, it just you know it just it was stagnant because we weren't doing as many shows and. It was just, it made it very tough and it was, it was difficult. So uh, what had happened was all of a sudden I would still do a show here and there and I get a call from the one and only Mr. Al Heyman. And, uh, who is a big time. Who's probably the biggest name in boxing. He, he, uh, would you call him, what would you call him? He's, he's a manager? He's a manager slash advisor to yeah. about 300 fighters. Uh, was he involved with, with Floyd? One being Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Yeah. Mayweather's the biggest name that he has. Uh, he first started out with uh, Vernon Forrest, who was a, oh, I remember uh, former world, yeah, yeah. was a former world champion as well. But a uh, great man, and uh, you know, asked me about if I was interested in doing some shows. And so I, I'm one of about three or four promoters that do shows for him with the TV shows, which are Spike, 
TV, shows run on Spike TV, uh, Fox Sports 1, ESPN, uh, regular Fox, uh, Bounce TV, uh, you name it, the list goes on. So. Yeah, and you know what's great, I think, about because there for a while, only the top fights were on closed circuit, you know, and cl the prices of closed circuit, as you yeah, know, that skyrocketed. Or, or HBO, yeah. Showtime. And I think it hurt, I think it hurt boxing because mm -hmm. it wasn't really exposed. Correct. It, Correct. It's not as much. And so what he did, he raised $400 million to, from sponsors to help bring boxing back to the mainline, mainstream TV again. And like it was years ago, you know, when it used to be on ABC TV, on CBS. Mm -hmm. and, and so that, that was huge. And uh, what it did for some people, it took some promoters out of the business, but it also uh, helped bless me and uh, put me in a good position as yeah, well. Yeah, because it sounds like you're doing very well. Uh, I, you know, one quick uh, question about boxing overall, then I want to get to Travis. Uh, in my estimation, boxing has become marginalized to a degree because there's too many champions in the same weight class, and a lot of guys, uh, because they're in a different organization, avoid each other. Right. And MMA uh, and UFC, their top guys, there's only one champ per weight class, like it used to be with boxing, I mean, boxing was big. I mean, Norman Miller once wrote uh, that being the heavyweight champion of the world was like being the big toe of God. I mean, heavyweight title fights, all right, fights. Right. And now, you know, I'm hoping it comes back because mm -hmm. I've always been a big fight fan. And, uh, and I, I applaud you because I think TV is helping bring it back and also expose young kids right. to boxing. Correct. And, and you know, it's, it's what you said about what the heavyweight championship was looked upon years ago and and nowadays you walk down the street you ask someone who's the heavyweight champion they don't know yeah they can tell you and you know what well, i can because i uh i follow and also because <laughs> i look but it's like uh but the average person doesn't know you know i, I know mean, you know you have you have uh, well tyson fury, tyson fury is a wba and Deont wbo and he has some profile because yeah. he beat klitschko one right. of the klitschkos right you have deontay wilder wbc and there's a guy in England. I've never seen him fight, but I heard he's pretty good. He's young. IBF Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is the supposed to be the, the best thing out there. So we'll see. I mean, we've talked about trying to put Travis in a fight with Anthony Joshua. So uh, you know, going over to England pays uh, some real good money. And look, that's what you fight for. You fight for the opportunities. You fight for uh, eventually to get to that point where you fight for the heavyweight championship of the world and ultimately for a lot of money. Now, uh, is it frustrating as a father because you have a son, Travis, who was the top-ranked heavyweight amateur. Mm -hmm. He has one loss as a professional. Uh, he lost a controversial decision to Chris Areola, where Correct. apparently he was robbed Correct. in December, and they reversed it and called him no contest, which is good for you. Correct. So he has one loss. He's only 30 years old. He has great power, uh, and he's a remarkable guy because he's fun to watch. Uh, but he's had some major injuries, mm -hmm. he's had some downtime, and a few uh, other personal issues, but he is with Al Heyman. So, I mean, I guess it's starting to become now or never for Travis, and I Correct. know he's training in Texas as we speak, and, right. and you're training him as well, right? Yeah, Texas is a second home for Travis. Yeah. The, uh, he also has Hall of Fame trainer, Nazim Richardson, who is his head trainer at this point. I, I trained Travis up And to he was about, with Bernard Hopkins. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I trained Travis up to about four fights ago, and then uh, when things just got very busy with me with the promotions and yeah. that. Now I always wanted to move him on to someone else anyway, just because it, 
sort of was rough on our father-son relationship. I was going to say, I was just going to say that, yeah. And so uh, the thing is that, but Travis is in, in a position now where, and he knows that, you know, he's only got so much time left that he's taking it very seriously. And uh, he's in Texas training right now. Uh, we don't have a locked-in date, but he's down there in training camp trying to get his uh, weight down, get his body looking better, and, and just to be prepared that when we have a date, then we'll fly Nazem Richardson down there, and then I'll go down a couple times as well uh, to prepare for it. But uh, back to the injuries, part of the injuries could occur because of being off, being back on, being off, being back yeah, on. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's sometimes what takes place. You know, it's like a car. If you don't drive it often and you let it sit, and then all of a sudden you start it up six months later and get out there and do the same thing again, pretty soon you're going to start having problems with that car. Well, as us old guys, not necessarily you, but me, can relate to, you start using muscles you haven't used for a while, especially when you're a little older. I can relate. They, they'll they'll let you know. They'll let you know. You know yeah. I'm just glad there was an elevator here that I came up and the steps. You used to yeah. run up and down the steps. Uh, the thing about Travis, uh, his one loss, which was about five, six years ago, right? And right. who was that to? That was in 2009. Yeah. To uh, Tony Grano. And he... You know, he was just on the cusp of a mm-hmm. big time. Right. But he is again now. I mean, he has 22 knockouts right. yes. and 31 He's back fights. There again. Yeah. And that loss was controversial because uh, things that took place in the fight with, uh, it was a throw down, not from a punch, but I saw way, that fight. I yeah, saw that. Either, yeah. either way, so he's back in the mix of things and he's, uh, he's well-liked in the community. Uh, he does some good things in the community as well with feeding the homeless and things of you that sort. You guys are both committed to the city. Yeah, well, we love we love Reading, and we really do. We're almost out of time, but I want you to plug your upcoming local show. Okay, we have a show July 2nd at the Santander Arena uh, featuring some great young fighters and future world champions, and we're also featuring some great local guys, Kermit Cintron, former welterweight champion of the world, uh, Frank Diaba, uh, future lightweight champion of the world, and a young kid named Eric Spring as well. So it's going to be some great fights July 2nd, so uh, right here at the Santander Arena. Well, and they can get tickets where? They can get tickets at the Santander Arena or on Ticketmaster.com. You know, the thing about, uh, we'll wrap up, but Reading has really produced some good fighters. I mean, Travis, Kermit, Steve Little. That's right, uh, that's right. And for us being such a small town, yeah, you know, that's, that's what people don't realize, and, and there's not really a whole lot going on here. So one thing I've done over the last you know, 30 years or so, 20 years, whatever it's been, I've tried to keep boxing alive. And even when things were rough in my life where I thought, well, okay, financially I can't do this anymore, I stuck with it. And I wanted to help because I thought if I can give this young man an opportunity, I could help change his life. And that's basically what I did with Kermit Cintron, who I think I feel as though I've, I've helped changed his life from making $7 an hour as a carpet installer to becoming the welterweight champion of the world. Yeah. And so, uh, to me, it's, it's, that sort of makes me feel like I've you know, done some good. Hey, well, keep up the great work. Good luck thanks, with Mark. all your promotions. Good luck with Travis. Yes. And thanks for appearing with us. Marshall Kaufman uh, packs a big punch. For now, this is Mike Zielinski, a.k.a. Zeke, saying goodbye. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.